Hello, Crow here. This bonus content is really just 16 minutes of audio that was mysteriously cut from the end of episode 42. So picking up where we left off in 3, 2, 1. This thing came up in my Facebook memory feed about a year ago. Larry Korea had a thing about how Facebook is just the derp it exposes us to. <laughs> so he goes, somebody gets on there and yeah, makes some fart noises and passes it as intellectual uh, intellectual superiority, yeah. you know. And that's really what that was. He was he was literally saying, I don't I don't know who this is that's saying this thing, but it agreed what I thought, so there. Yeah. And I'm like, Well, yeah, but who is it? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who it is. It's not a thing I liked, so I put it on the internet. Yeah. And that that's just the height of stupid. Well, not the height. But it it's climbing pretty fast. <laughs> well let's do it let's do a table topic. Yeah. Oh, while, while you do that, I'm going to pour myself another shot of this. I got I picked up Jack Daniels Winter Jack Original Recipe Tennessee Cider, but it's only 30 proof, so I can drink this whole bottle and be fine. Yeah, absolutely, you can. Sure. Uh, that's, you know what it smells like? What? Jack Daniels? No, it smells like spiced apple pie. It smells like Jack Daniels. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. I've vomited enough, in Jack, enough Jack Daniels in my life to know. That's not a slam on Jack. That's just saying I drank way too much of it at an age when I couldn't handle my alcohol. Yeah, now you're just a girly man. Whatever. Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm drinking, what is this? Krabby Spiced Orange Ginger Beer? It's actually pretty good. Yeah, Krabby's does a good job with their ginger beers. Ginga. Now, this is supposed to be heated up. I didn't. I don't have a microwave next to me, so I'm drinking. No, but just your rage. I drink at room temperature. Just your rage. So I just hold it in my hands and wait till it bubbles. What's your favorite board game? Board game. Uh, well, that's so that's an interesting question because there's so many of them weird board games out nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like when you're kids, it was shoots and ladders and Yahtzee and whatever. What's that one with the bubble in the top where you push the bubble trouble. down? Trouble is that what it was? Yeah, well, the, the dice popped when you popped the bubble. There's trouble and there's uh, yeah, trouble is the one you do that okay. with. So you know, what about those old school board games? Do you have a favorite one of those? Risk. Every game of Risk I ever played ended up in a fight. <laughs> Somebody flipping the board. Fuck you all. <laughs> uh, Monopoly, obviously. Yeah, Monopoly. Monopoly is my favorite. Because there's so many interpretations. Or do you play with the there. real rules? No, we never do. I've never. I don't think I've ever played with the actual real. Play Monopoly rules. with the real rules. That game's not as fun. Yeah, exactly. Like so. if you land on something, um, other people can go to buy it. If you don't want to buy it, um, you get the money for passing go, but there's no free parking money. Hmm. The tax and all those fees and everything—they go yeah. right back into the bank. Funny, sounds funny. No. Uh, but the nowadays board games have exploded in like these kind of esoteric and weird games. But there's one called Battle Wizards. I played. Um, did you? Did you ever play it with you? Mm-mm. It's it's pretty funny. You um you it, and the artwork is kind of is pretty amusing too. I uh, remember those old um back in the '60s. They had those uh, cartoons of those hot rod monsters so they had like the hot rod and they had like this giant monster kind of like with the big stick shift and he'd like barely fit in the car no i I read comics so a lot of the older i mean i wasn't around then but i some of those older comics had that anyways that's the artwork if anybody listening knows what i'm talking about but um uh you basically it's a it's a it's a spell building game so you play these goofy wizards and they're they all have these weird names like stupid names and then you you can build an elaborate spell based on the cards you get that's powerful and elaborate, but it takes longer to cast. Or you can build build a shorter spell, 
and then the shorter spells go off first. So you, what you're trying to do is basically take out the other wizards in the game, which are the other players with these spells, and you're hoping, well, if this long, elaborate spell, you know, it should do the trick, but if they, if enough people get these short spells on me, they'll take me out. So you have, it's like a give and take, but they're so ridiculous sounding, and you have to say the spells when you, when you, when you lay them out as you're casting, <laughs> and they're, they do a good job making it sound like stupid. I wish I had it in front of me right now, and you're supposed to do it in character, so you take the character like, I can't even remember the names of them, one's like a, Fizz bottom apple bomb or something like that. And it's like a you know this lispy elfin wizard or something, and you're supposed to talk like that when you get the spell, you know. And so you know it's a good drunk game. It sounds stupid. <laughs> yeah. So stuff like that is fun now. I think they have things like that nowadays. A lot of those that are probably fun the first few times you play, and it's like you'll never go back and play them again, probably. But well, we've done a few. Sheriff of Nottingham. Sheriff of Nottingham's cool. But That's a good one. I don't think the game itself is so cool as much as how you play it. Right. I mean, it, it allows for you to play. Like the bluffing game. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean if you're if you're into it with some friends and you're bluffing really well. Well there's a storytelling game even that was that was amusing. But I think if you're too drunk it's it's too hard to keep track of where you, you build upon the other player's story. Yeah. And it just gets so convoluted and it's got there's 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 prompts in the game that kinda help you along. But the story can get so convoluted and stupid <laughs> that it's just so absurd that it's funny. But if you get too drunk you can't follow what's going on. You're like, What's what what the fuck's happening here? Well, I remember one time when we were playing Sheriff of Nottingham with some people, it was, I mean, basically you have to try and smuggle stuff past the sheriff, otherwise you pay a tax for it, and and uh, they can inspect you at any point and see if you got, it's very Robin Hood-esque, mm-hmm. it's in that sort of setting, and the person who has the most commodities at the end of the game, and a certain amount of points and all that stuff. But I remember there was, so each turn someone else is the sheriff, and they get the right to do the inspection, and I think it's fun when you'll like, you slide the sheriff, you'll go to take your bag through customs, basically, and you look at the sheriff and hand him some money and say, you are an intelligent man. <laughs> you know, I mean, you're basically flat out pride. I mean, if, you, if you do stuff like that, it's kind of fun. But if you're just like, I either have it or I don't, and, and then it's not really that fun. Yeah. One of the other ones that's kind of cool, I haven't played any that do this yet, but I've played a couple games that have evolved into these. Is like we played Pandemic mm-hmm. one time. They have legacy games now. So Pandemic Legacy is you play, and during certain outcomes, it'll say, well, remove that card from the game. So each scenario builds off what happened in the last one. So you may have, uh, you may have a, a combat medic card that you can be that character in the game. But when you play the Legacy game, the scenario might come up that says, combat medic's out of the game now. So that card can never be used again. Hmm. And it just builds on that kind of stuff. Hmm. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. So, But, yeah, Risk is sort of the go-to one that kind of ended in a fight every time. <laughs> All right. Would you rather be lucky or wise? Well, I already am wise, so... Depends on how lucky. Yeah. I think lucky. Like, if you're, if you're stupid lucky, you don't need to be wise. Wise is cool. Like, if you're lucky in just one area, then no. But if you're lucky all around, like, so you do something stupid, you won't get hurt. You get, you do something, like, uh, um, financially stupid, you're not going to lose money, you'll make money. You, you get yourself in a situation that should get you killed. You, you're, at that, you know, every bit of luck throughout your life, yeah, I'd rather be lucky than wise. Well, you know, you wonder, it's like uh, a wise person will not spend $100 on lottery tickets, you know, but a lucky person might do it and 
Yeah. Win a hundred thousand bucks. Of course, would that mean if you're if you're not wise, would you not be the same person then anymore? So maybe. I mean, would you be a big? Would you be like Jethro from the Beverly Hillbillies? Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with wise. Just all right. Wise seems to me to be Crow is team lucky. Rooster's team wise. Yeah. We'll so see choose. Who wins. <laughs> Uh, last one. Which is most important? Freedom of religion, speech, press, to petition or to assemble? Speech. Yeah, speech. Um, we were talking about this earlier. Uh, That's a good question, actually. It is. We've had three in a row now that are pretty good. Jonathan Haidt, H-A-I-D-T. We've mentioned him before. He was recently on Joe Rogan's podcast and talked about some really important things, but, uh, he brought up that John Stuart Mill wrote this, um, piece, The Philosopher, about liberty, and it is... It's very um, timeless in why it talks about it. And one of the things it talks about is we have to have freedom to say things even if they're stupid um, because people who get into these ideologically homogeneous societies, basically where they just, that becomes a religion where people in the group all believe the same thing. And studies show that you actually, psychology studies show you actually get dumber you know, you're not exposed to new things. And you need to, just like your immune system, you need to test your ideologies, your beliefs, and your principles against people who don't believe the same thing. That the only thing that really tests good ideas is other people's bad ideas. And the only thing that gets rid of bad ideas is good ideas. Well, let me try to clarify something then that's kind of confused me you said you know homogeneous and kind of like-minded societies they they'll regress yeah but you've got places like the you know scandinavian countries and eastern or not eastern but the european countries that prosper and they're very homogeneous they're they're very culturally in sync they're all the same race they're all the same culture they all usually the same religious belief system and they're all pretty advanced so how did that happen? Is it because they have the principles within the society that is like still they still challenge each other? Yeah, because you know, they, they, they still have do they have things. a they still have that kind of uh, ability to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take everything as as is. We're gonna we're gonna be skeptical or we're gonna question. Well, look at it, and I know this is hard for people on the left to understand, but the United States is the least homogeneous society that's ever existed in the world. You know, I mean, we bring. We bring people into this country from all different places all the time. You yeah. don't get that in other countries. And even if you get some of that, you don't get it to the to the proportion well, that we have that, here. Because the class system a lot of times screws, you know, keeps yeah. people separated there too. And I mean, you need to think about this. And if you've ever been over to Europe, this sort of slaps you in the face that um, I remember the comedian Eddie Izzard talks about, you know, people in the United States think castles are so cool. He goes, how we drive by four castles on the way home from the pub? You know, those those countries have been there for thousands of years. I mean, parts of China have been there for four to six thousand years. Um, so, I mean, it's the oldest country in the world. The United States has been on the global scene for less than 300 years. It's the most po- prosperous, um, successful, strongest economic power the world has ever known. In less than 300 years. We have more people coming here from all over the place. And so there's this thread through the United States of patriotism and all that. And all these tenets we basically believe. Freedom of speech and to varying degrees. 
but we have a lot of different opinions on how that works. It's not everybody believes the same thing. And when you have the ability to test your knowledge against someone else who believes differently, it's the only time you get stronger. And you have to be able to do that. And when you start having these societies and ideals that get very insular and everybody believes the same thing, you just get dumber. Hmm. You know? And I think uh, if you went to those countries that you had mentioned, you would find people who disagree with each other on a lot of different issues. You know, they right. don't just they don't just all agree. Yeah, you don't have like a North Korea situation. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's the difference. North Korea is very racially and well, it's not religious, but uh, socially and culturally hom- uh, homogenous. Or is that the word? Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe I have been drinking too much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so you've got that with like a North Korea situation where, yeah, you probably don't have um, that kind of challenging going on. Or if you did, they, they'd get killed. <laughs> well, even look at even look at China, which is a very successful country. I mean, it's a world power. and But uh, they're fairly, you know, you take out Hong Kong. For the most part, China is a lot more lockstep than we are. Um and so they don't, you don't really challenge the government on anything like that. It's, you know, you're going to think a certain way for the most part. There's not a whole lot of internal ideological strife there because you can wind up in jail fairly easily if you do that. And uh, people say, well, that's a successful country. And yeah, sure. Okay. For example, they just landed a probe on the dark side of the moon. Did they? No one's ever done that before. But did they really? Yeah, sure. But I saw an interview with a guy at NASA and he goes, he's basically slow clapping, going, cool. He goes, we sent people there 50 years ago, you know. Did we? And, yeah. Did we really? Shut up. <laughs> so then uh, the earth is not flat. So then uh, he uh, he said, we have, a, uh, we have a probe that just left the heliosphere. So we're taking pictures from outside our galaxy or... Um, uh, Star cluster, yeah, or star cluster, galaxies, the Milky Way. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what it's called. Um, I'm not a nerd <laughs> when it comes to the space. Uh, anyway, and then he said, and we've flown a craft closer to the sun than anyone else. So good for China. You know? <laughs> He's like, we've put you know four uh, four landers on Mars, and and then he went on to say that basically China did this with U.S. technology. Oh, and sneeze there for a second. Um, they've done that with U.S. technology. So as, ses- as successful as China is, most of their technological leaps have come from people who went to school here. Or, or technology they've just flat out Flat stole. out theft, yeah. So yeah. It, it's, not, it's not a good thing to be fairly insular. And so I know people hate you know this idea that people just flat out disagree with them so vocally, but it really is what one of the things that in the embracing of free markets and capitalism and, you know, equal rights among people uh, that we have, that we've really gotten to where we've gotten to. Yeah, true. So, um, well, let's, how are we doing for time? uh, Let's wrap it up here. And uh, we got about maybe four more subjects that would make a whole new episode. So why don't we just hold off and let's do that do that so if you need to get in contact with us or, or i guess if you just like to get in contact with, with us um if it's an emergency don't contact us call 911 
But uh, yes, exactly. <laughs> rooster at breadandcircusespodcast.com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast.com. And if you want to find us on Facebook, we're Bread and Circuses Podcast. If you could go on there and drop us a like, that would be absolutely great. iTunes also, if you want to um, go on SoundCloud or any of the podcast services like iTunes and put a review up there. Be honest. Give us five stars. Or tell us we suck. <laughs> See you. Bye. Bye.